Hey folks, just as a quick note, we did have some technical difficulties this week recording. Uh, Wombat, as you will find out, has actually been in the process of moving house, so all his equipment actually isn't in place. And, as you'll also hear, the NBN wasn't our friend. So, as a note, I do apologise that there may be some latency issues and technical difficulties during the recording. I have done my best to make it a bit tidier for you all, but we will be resolving these problems soon. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Cool. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely so, some lag on that. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. But we're pretty close, anyhow. That's all we need. And we'll, we'll figure it out. So is it raining in the background, or is that just a bit of white noise from your mic? Interesting. There must be white noise, because it's... Like, there might be a tiny bit of rain, but it's not really raining. Mm. I completely remembered how warm this booth actually gets, so... You've you've seen the outside of my house, right? How yeah. like my office from outside looks like a crack den. Yep. And it's just got the insulation on the walls. I'm like, if it was silver, it would be quite hilarious because I think people would genuinely think we were growing pot. But yeah, it's well, I mean, as a bit of a fun project for yourself. No, I'd need solar. The electricity bill lately has just been way too crazy, and I don't. Oh, know I why. just meant to do it to see if anyone reports you. I'm, I'm definitely not telling the people that there should be drugs growing. Oh, well, I guess we're fortunate. Always in the assuming the that... worst of me. Always, but you know, you know how in the states, like, there's this idea of like during the winter you can tell if someone's like growing pot <laughs> or something because the entire like all these snow-capped roofs, and then there's just this one like attic. <laughs> That is just completely free of snow. Just I love that trope. Up. Yeah. So, th so that's going to be you, except we're in summer. Oh, man. It's, it is so... But we're in a La Nina summer, so yours will be the dry roof because of all the heat. It's crazy, man. Like, I'm done with this rain. I we, we had, like, two days of sun over the previous weekend. And it was nice. It was nice. I mean, everyone was happy for two days. And even while I was away up in Queensland, um, it was still grey. All grey. And like, don't get me wrong, like, I get it, it's always going to be much better than fires, because... yeah, Less people you're... dying, if nothing else. Well, yeah, I mean, there is that. There's... Un unless you're the idiot who drives through, like, floodplains in your Fiat. I mean, unfortunately, there are just sort of any of these natural disasters, there are just deaths associated, but it was definitely worse in the fires and a lot more damage and a lot more damage to even where there wasn't fires you just had that thick smoke through the air for months did you see the uh little i say little uh it was like a a march to kind of commemorate where it was the giant koala skeleton no oh my god this float is absolutely huge um and yeah it was basically designed to kind of commemorate the koala it's on, i'm pretty sure it's on reddit so you can always jump on there and i think it was a yeah i typed it into google and the first result was reddit oh okay well there you go oh wow yeah no, right uh for those who are listening uh already or haven't tuned out is there's this amazingly well done uh koala skeleton float for the fires that we had back oh god has it really been that long 2020 i believe it was 2020 to 2021 or was it before that? I was living in Maroubra then. Did we did we have the COVID lockdown at the same time? I actually can't put history together. Right? It, well, we usually mark everything by events. Yeah, but the events just been so long. 
but I mean, speaking of um, things that have gone on too long, we need to uh, roll an intro. We should roll an intro. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pop. That's Wombat. And that's Cricket. And he tried to throw <laughs> me there and it almost worked. <laughs> I've been planning that for weeks now. <laughs> I wanted to see if it would work and oh! had you mate but you definitely the fact that i was also still looking at that koala skeleton definitely helped you <laughs> oh crikey it was oh yeah and for context it was the 2019 2020 bushfires so it was just so it was that lockdown. first so we must have yeah that's right we must have like come out of bushfire season and gone straight into our first lockdown because i think we locked down april right uh yeah march april so it was pretty intense, and you know we were all bored by it. Yeah, but we should um we should probably move the topics on because I think everyone's probably heard enough about COVID lockdowns. <laughs> well, we're back to normal. We know that much, and yeah, Quote so unquote. there has we have had a lot happen in the three weeks. We can never let three weeks go by again. We may need to start doing this weekly with all the stuff that's <laughs> been coming out. I genuinely feel like that by the time we get to the mark, everyone's like, yeah, that's old news, cricket. <laughs> we could just rename this to, to old news, two white dudes discussing old news. <sighs> then we'd have to, all, like, we, what we could do is just, like, go back in history and just, you know, talk about, oh, God, did you know that the barbarians have uh, <laughs> invaded Rome? Oh, this could be fun. But no, we already no, don't no, get that'll this that'll be for a different let's idea. Not, let's not commit to something Exactly. Else. That, that's a bit dangerous. So <laughs> what have you found over the past couple of weeks that have been interesting? I mean... Every single facet from TV, film, and even gaming has been a little intense. I feel like we can't you know I mean? really start without talking about the Bayonetta thing. Oh, okay. Oh. Do you want to start? No, no, please, please. Because uh, I think okay. I have one more update than you from reading just through the news this morning. So why don't you give the update? Oh. Or give what you think you're up. And if I've got an update, then I can jump on. And if not, I'll just look like okay. the person who didn't do research. So... So there's the interesting idea of um, Jennifer Hale replaced um, Helena Taylor, uh, who was the original voice of Bayonetta through the series. And basically there was this whole idea of payment. Um, now, pay scales in video games have been... Mixed. A bit wishy-washy. Yeah, exactly. Because not every production is going to be known as sag after It's going to be union or non-union in the States. Now, any production that is deemed as union can only use uh, union voice actors and any games that are particularly non-union. Uh, oh, they also have to use union rates. Uh, any games that decide to be non-union can only use non-union voice actors and can pay almost whatever they want. Um, so there has been this controversy of Helena Taylor bowed out of the series. Uh, she was apparently offered to... I think she was offered about four grand. I think it was... Initially, reports were coming out that she was only going to be offered four grand for the job. Um, and now there's about, what, a good 10 hours or so? Like, Bayonetta 3, it's a, it's, a, it's a hefty amount. So you can imagine just 10 hours of gameplay is going to equate to hours beyond that of actual voice acting, especially when you're the lead character. I'll just character. jump in and say the studio um, was sort of saying it would be five sessions of, they did put it in writing, that's right, four hours a session. So that was their yeah. estimate. It's 20 hours work. Exactly. 
20 hours work each, and each session would have actually been paid at about 4,000 each. Um, so that's 20 grand for the whole project, but here's the fun side, in quotations, is that Helena Taylor's not going to know as to how many jobs she's going to be able to get. That's the frivolity of being an actor, as we all know. That $20,000 for a game that has, you know, generated so much money, for most people is going to feel like an absolute pittance. Especially, like, when you're coming back in a lead. Like, you look at any actor, say, on TV or movie, when they're up to, like, the third in the trilogy or the third in the season, season, third season, they're getting offered a lot more than those sort of bases. Yeah, now I don't. I, I would have to assume that Helena Taylor is a part of the SAG after a union, um, because of the fact of that that Jennifer Hale um, is a part of it. Now, there's Jennifer Hale's responded saying that she's under an NDA, which we all know about. Those do not talk about them, otherwise you will screw yourself over. She's doing the right thing, but obviously has kind of fired back and was like, uh, "My reputation speaks for itself." So the fandom is kind of firing back, saying that, you know, Jennifer Hale scabbed the role. In all honesty, I don't think this is actually down to either Jennifer Hale or Helena Taylor. This is down to management, right? Helena Taylor's managers did not go into bat for her. I'm actually just going to do the quick Google search. Well, while you do that, I'm going to remind people we are, for the most part of this on Allegedly, there's a lot of he he said, she said here. We don't actually have any contracts, and as... As for those aforementioned NDAs, exactly. we probably never will. Exactly. And, oh, actually, that's quite surprising, is that Helena Taylor, and now this, again, going off um, her IMDb, yep, I'm getting nothing in regards to representation. So that's also a fun fact, that if she has been an independent voice actor, she will be the one that has to negotiate for herself. Uh, and that is a really hard thing when you are going up against companies like Platinum, um, who are going to, well, looking to have all money. this legal team. Yeah, exactly. Them, you know. um, no, not to defend them at all. And this kind of comes back to that whole non-union union kind of thing, is that if Jennifer Hale has stepped in, that means that the game may very well be a union game or not. Um and I know that just for some, context, uh, it looks like the game generated four hundred and fifty million dollars. So it's not like they were, you know, trying to strip together a pilot. But you do have to remember that that four hundred and fifty million dollars is after the fact and take into account as to how many people are actually working on the game. Granted, you know, you're talking about CEOs and everything as well. But yeah, and th this isn't the first time that we've had kind of issues with casting or controversy. I remember playing Borderland, uh, Borderlands Three, for example. And there was a whole bunch of issues as to how certain voice actors didn't make an appearance um, because it was a continuation. It was after Tales from the Borderlands, which, folks, uh, we are getting a second one, and I am very excited for that. But that game, uh, the Borderlands 3, didn't utilize Troy Baker uh, as Reese. Now, as far as I remember is that they said he wasn't asked, but it was actually a non-union project this time. So they wouldn't they have asked. Technically, well, yeah, Troy could have essentially lost his union membership and would have been fined. It's a ridiculous amount um, as to how much actors are fined for breaking those union rules. Breaking but the union. But to be fair, it's that's like when part of the union, you know, trying to protect actors and trying to get rid of those low-paid roles. 
exactly um so there is that idea as uh, i also just want to correct one you said earlier the initial report was that she was offered four thousand for the entire series the updated report is that it was four thousand per session yeah and all of those are still under the allegedly but you know very different to four thousand to the series for twenty thousand uh and four thousand does appear to be the lowest union rate so again bayonetta one you'd probably expect that but to be returning for a third time as a fan favorite character it doesn't sound like a good one. Well, folks, uh, I don't know if I'm disconnected or if a cricket's disconnected, but it appears I'm the only one on my. So sorry about that, folks. Um, but all in all, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have an excuse to address <laughs> the NBN, and of course we do, because it has just we don't know what again. happens. But in the end. Make sure that you have good management backing you to all those actors out there. They're the ones that are going to fight for you. They're going to know the law better. Uh, now, I found something else, but I don't think I managed to go around to Oh, that's okay. In the meantime... No, I just found out that she was part of the union. I didn't find anything about a manager yet. Yeah, okay. no, no, that's the part. Uh, I think where we were... Oh, do you just want to move yeah, on Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I really can't think of anything more that we can kind of discuss. We've had a few deaths in the industry, which is actually really quite sad, although people probably know that. Uh, Dame Angela Lansbury and Robbie Coltrane both passed away, um, which is really kind of sad. Both legends in their own right. Uh, Angela Lansbury <laughs> was... She was 96. Wow. Can you believe that? Uh, I mean, now that you've like, told me, sure. I, right. And, you know, Murder, She Wrote lasted for such a long time, but two British actresses to... <laughs> I, God, I can't... Con no, no, yep, no, I stuffed that one. No, no, we're, we're rolling with two it. Two British actresses, go on. Actress. <laughs> I mean, Robbie Coltrane's put on a wig a couple of times, but, I mean, to play Hagrid, you know, that's one thing. Uh, look, it's it's going to be sorely missed, and, I, and I, I remember, it feels like only the other night I was watching the Harry Potter special where he was like, you know, oh. I'm not going to be around in 50 it years, but Hagrid will. And really? Like, oh, it did. hit hard I then, feel like we should, harder now. We should really start keeping a tally as to who's up next, because by God, I'm going to really cry who's hard. Who's up next? You're making it sound like a damn hit list. We are not killing the actors of Harry Potter. Well, I wasn't going to say Harry Potter, but, you know, like, can we at least give Mel Brooks to June 29th, 19, uh, you know, 2026, so that he can hit 100? Because I'm, like, okay, have I just doomed us all? Is Mel Brooks going to die tomorrow? If he does, like, if he dies between recording and publishing, the internet is blaming you, and I'm going to be with yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, then. Well, he is hoping that that doesn't happen. Mel, I love you, and... Please stay healthy. You've got another four years, mate. You're all good. I mean, hopefully he's got more than four, but it's four till the next milestone. Right? I mean, I would like to see Mel Brooks go back and maybe direct another film. Just just one. That's all we need is just one. Selfishly, I would love to see History of the World Part 2. And that would be absolutely perfect. I mean, I'm waiting for something because we were always promised, you know, we, we were promised Jews in space, Hitler on ice, and so many others. Right? Mind you, I don't know how that'll hit these days. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Everybody talks about this idea of political correctness and all of that. I'm like, Mel Brooks can do whatever the flying hell he wants. You've got me on ten on eggshells. I'm sorry, now... did you just suddenly remember that you're the one uh, going through and censoring this? Is that why the change of language? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Have you been catching up on um, uh, the Pings of Rower on Amazon? Uh, no, I have not. What is this? 
the rings oh, of power. Rings of, yeah, no, I totally see what you did. I am intelligent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I I am shameful to say no. I think I actually haven't watched since we last recorded. But I I it's one of those things where like you know you've got to be in the mood to sit down because like if I'm going to do it, I want to just watch everything that's out. But like yeah. four hours is a lot to commit to when you're sort of in that busy period, and we are kind of coming into a bit of a bit of a busy period as artists. Like this is where pilot season sort of really starts to kick in and even if you're not lucky enough to be on pilot season which unfortunately neither of us are yet not yet that means everything else um where sort of a lot of these actors would go is out of the lead or well, not even actors like directors and dops and stunties so it just means everyone in the industry is suddenly like getting work and getting really busy yeah and i, I just it's been hard to actively sit down for an hour and watch it i really think that they maybe it's been could hard have to sit thing. down just to record this, to be honest. Just trying to find a time where our schedule's lined up. I mean, my schedule lines up. I finish in the afternoons. It's <laughs> you I'm waiting on. Well, my schedule lines up in the morning. Oh, fair enough then. Well, whose fault is that? Having a morning job. Wait, that's mine. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> Let's just blame the NBN. We're on a trend. We, we, can, we can absolutely blame the NBN in this instant. But yeah, so far, I'm really struggling to just kind of kick through the, the next Lord of the Rings. And they're talking about um, just how, what they've got planned for the second season. And I'm like, man, if you can't hook me within, well, we're up to about episode four or five for our household. And I've gone, it's just. I mean, honestly, if you can't hook someone in the first episode, you do have a problem. But, you know, with a fandom of this size, you are going to get people who just sit through and watch it. And I will admit, the memes on Reddit are getting better, but I I don't know if that's good or bad for the show. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, like, the meme culture can really drive something? No, 100%. Like, there is that sort of online shift to it. I don't know if that's just because the people who don't like it have stopped watching, so it's only sort of posts and discussions from those who do, or if that quality really has changed. But I do know... Um, actually, I don't know, because I don't remember which website it's on, so don't quote me, it's gospel. But I do remember seeing a quote of one of the showrunners saying that if you didn't like season one, you will like what they're doing season two. How is that meant to give us any confidence? Well, you look, can't if, if say nothing that else, made, maybe it means... they 10 hours of content. <laughs> but if nothing else, maybe it means they've heard the feedback and they're like, cool, we get it. Oh, uh, boy. So I'm... No, I can't really talk about She-Hulk, because you're not at the end, are you? No, I, I'm one episode to go. Oh boy! Like, and we can talk about Charlie. I always like talking. I mean, about we Charlie. can. Uh, I was very happy with that. I was really happy with how they introduced I'm him. I was just happy um, to see this... him, to be honest. Right, and yeah, I think it's just fun. Like, Charlie Cox is friggin' fantastic just as incredible. an actor, and just like, and he just has embodied the character really, really well. He's still got that lovely charm. Like, the character hasn't really adjusted. But, you know... I'll, I'll differ, and so one... actually does Charlie, because he talked about it in an interview where he was saying, you know, he had to make some adjustments to the character to sort of put him in a better place in his life than he was in the Netflix show, to really sort of allow it to adapt mm. to not only the rating, but the style. Yeah, I did love... I still love Hardstyle Daredevil, like that was that sheer roughness of oh, it. One beautiful. thing I was hoping was in his introduction episode, through those fight sequences, I, you know, they open up on the hallway, and I was genuinely hoping <laughs> just for that single cam we'd shot. We'd get the one You know what I mean? No, I, I know what you mean. It's like, will we, will we, will we, will we, nah. It was such a tease. It just was. But here's to hoping we do, because what, we're getting like 18 episodes for the first season of Daredevil or something. 
Okay, so I'm I'm down for that. But that what what that means is that I'm not allowed to binge these kinds of things, and I'm really really glad glad that certain streaming services are dropping episodes weekly. Because once you binge something, you have to wait for the longest of times, and I feel like we've lost that sense of anticipation. Um, that you know we can't go round and just chat again around the water cooler and chatting about what <laughs> happened on Friends last I night. I mean that only that only works for those of us who work with a water cooler. That yes, I know. I don't work with a water cooler, but that week to week progression of seeing like, oh my god, did you see that last night? And no, I, I, I do understand what you mean. Mm. And like with that, like staying on the Marvel. I mean, the MCU has hit a fair few delays. Um, with the announcements that they've made, and like, I'll I'll go back to it, but obviously, we Secret Wars um has been pushed back to twenty twenty six. Ooh, I did not hear that. Ouch. Yeah. So basically, what it is is that Blade has been pushed back to September twenty twenty four. Uh, f- the the uh, Fantastic Four is twenty twenty five. These are so far back, and I guess like this is the problem with development hell, right? Is that Marvel is really trying to knuckle under and trying to find the right people. Like, with Fantastic Four... I mean, you say that they're also just, like, pushing a lot of their um, developers and post-production houses to well beyond... Yes, I have um, friends in that side of the industry. And it it is a very intensive process when working on a Marvel film. Like, you are literally... A grunt, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. And it's all working towards something. Well, I mean, anyone's a grunt compared to Disney, which is kind of the problem. They can literally strong-arm mm. everyone. It's not like there's an alternative. No, and it's like when you see those waves of names come down, that's the kind of effort that needs to be put into these kinds of projects. And I hope that like we get to see films that um, you know require less post-production efforts. <laughs> And you know we can actually, I mean, that, but that's always part and parcel. Like that's that's the superhero Honestly, genre. I, now. I'm I'm all for post production efforts. Um, I think just as long as everyone's getting paid and with a reasonable work hours, <laughs> like rates. more more people doing more jobs is better for us, better for the industry. Yeah. Meanwhile, one exciting and possibly sad thing for me, because you know me, I am conflicted. One of my acting else. goals. Yeah, absolutely conflicted. But one of my acting goals, for those that don't know, is I would like to be the next Wolverine. Yes, you've been vocal you know, about this. I'm an actor. Yes, I That's have. not to dissuade and, you. you know, go probably on, one go of on. The few... Yeah, no, I'm one of the few height-appropriate actors, at least I think. I don't know how many actors are willing to say that they are five foot four. I am. Given how many roles I see that want you to be above five foot ten, that's like, yeah, I don't think many of us No. Are. So I'm just like, yeah, right. I'm I'm literally one inch taller than Wolverine, so a height appropriate Wolverine would be fantastic. But in saying that, I loved the announcement that Ryan Reynolds made about Deadpool three. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Right, it's just you know having Hugh Jackman walk across the background and say, "Hey Hugh, oh, do you want perfection. to play Wolverine again?" Yeah, sure. Just perfection. I I am more excited for that than anything else in the upcoming I Disney lineup. Hope. I hope it's violent. I'm sorry, Charlie. Daredevil is currently my number two. I'm waiting for Deadpool 3. <laughs> I reckon it will, because they... I can't remember what it was, but they did make a statement about being open to the R-rated film, and I think Once Upon a Deadpool, the PG-13 spin on Deadpool 2, was just received so poorly that they wouldn't be able to justify doing that again and get both Reynolds and Jackman on. That's my thoughts, yeah. anyway. I think Deadpool has kind of put itself in the way that... 
it can be that risky side of things. It has to right? be. It's it's just so inbuilt to the character. And Disney needs to not be afraid of that. I mean, you take a look at the content that's on Disney Plus alone. Having an R-rated um, character or two, like that's to say that Blade needs to be hyper-violent. The same with if they decide to release the Punisher. I don't, I don't Punisher. reckon Blade will get it, to be honest. I know. And that's what's sad. Oh, I think even if we get Punisher in um, Daredevil... I don't think we'll get anywhere near what we got in Netflix. And that Netflix was only MA from memory, so we're definitely not getting the, the R ratings that these characters like drive for. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's one thing that, yes, there's always going to have to be that dumbed down because ultimately revenue drives production, right? And so if the best way that they can get the most money is by lowering the actual rating, and we'll jump onto this in a second, but, you know, you're going to find that in the States um, more and more... Productions are going to be the likes of PG-13 uh, instead of their Which I get, American but at the same R. time, look at how well Netflix did with um, Daredevil. Like, as much as their other shows didn't do as well, they also, sorry to say, it won't as good. Yeah. I, I think Daredevil really is the proof that if you make it good, as was Logan, if you make it good for that genre, people will watch it. Like, both those made enormous amounts of money for their various um, uh, product, production houses. And I find that like, Netflix really had an interesting model, and it surprised me that they cancelled it. And I actually think the I, reason... I don't know if they straight up cancelled it, I, or if and they that's didn't what I was get a get renewal on. from Disney. I don't think they got the renewal, and I think they've just openly said, look, we're cancelling it, you know, we're not going to be making any more of these. That said, to be fair to the other side of the argument, Netflix absolutely went through a thing of three seasons, no more. <laughs> it's like Leo DiCaprio and his girlfriend. Oh my god. Too far? No, just, just, yes, no, what? Uh, so what else, what have you been watching with the time that you've had? Honestly, that's the thing. I think in the last three weeks, I haven't sat down and watched anything. What have you been doing with your life? Um, stuff. <laughs> I, I have been fortunate to get quite a few jobs, uh, and I'm unfortunately in the process of moving, and just between those two, I, I haven't, like, had an hour to sit down and, you know, watch She-Hulk or Rings of Power, House of Dragon, literally. And I haven't even been watching YouTube, believe it or not. Have you been making gamesplaining? No. I'm actually two weeks off. I do occasionally. I, about every ten weeks I take a week off, so I did do oh. that. I'm taking a week off. These are the free games sort of thing. But then this week I actually haven't even got around to it. Like, that's that's just where my schedule's at. Yeah. No, that's understandable, bud. And I think, like... You're able to take time off. That's the most important thing. But are you working on anything interesting at the moment? What's been happening there? Like, well, I'm, those I'm jobs, working on some, um, some they... very fun stuff. But uh, three little letters we, we mentioned earlier, NDA. No, I'm not doing anything <laughs> right now, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, God. Ho hopefully some very but... exciting news that I will be able to sort of talk about next year. But obviously in this industry, you never know. So I'm putting that down next to speculation. Year? Next year, but I didn't intend to live that long. Too bad, I'm using you next year. Speaking of which, I sent you an NDA. Oh. Send it back to me. <laughs> it turns out I signed it, so I can't talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. Have you signed it? Because I don't think I've seen it from you. Or did you just send it to the other producer? Well, this is a this is a conversation for off air one. But if we're not meant to talk about it, then this is the case. Sorry, folks. We're talking business here. This is something that shouldn't infract on our conversation. But if it is, yeah. it's industry business. It is. As long as we don't go past the words NDA, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I must admit, though, I when you get to watching She-Hulk, 
for example, you're going to understand, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that the writing team wanted to write a legal drama or a com- legal comedy, had no experience in figuring out what a legal show actually entailed. I think we had, what, two, actually three law episodes now with the inclusion of Matt Murdock. Yeah, but... They're very short. They are, and I... In, you know I'm, I'm in the habit of trying not to speak ill of particular roles within the yeah. film. No, that's understandable. But I know that they've not been as well received as, for instance, Daredevil was as a legal show. Like, I... I, I I do enjoy sort of watching, you know, professionals take apart their roles in movies, doctors, lawyers, and whatnot. Not that I have recently, but no, that that's one of the things I do. And I, I remember seeing it just being absolutely torn apart as this is terrible legal. Speaking writing. of Daredevil, did I imagine that they'd actually announce the cast list for the series, that they're getting basically the old main cast back? There's a number of rumours around it. There's no official okay. casting. Um, I know for a long time there was rumours that Jones would be reappearing, Jessica Jones. And allegedly due to scheduling conflicts, that cameo is being rewritten for The Punisher. Ah. Um, But aside from Charlie and Vincent being back, which is obviously fantastic news, I don't think anything else is actually confirmed. It kind of makes me sad, you know what I mean? Is that I love the dynamic of all the characters. Yeah, I, I get that. I do. I think everyone was perfectly cast on that show, but at the same time, I'm so happy just to see Charlie and Vincent that you, you can't get me down from that high when sort of talking Daredevil. Like, I know there's sort of all the problems in the world that, oh, maybe the fights won't be as good, and maybe... I don't care. I'm seeing Charlie on screen yeah, again. Yeah, no, that's more than understandable. Now, have you been following much in regards to video game releases? Because I... I'm excited because there's a few games that have just like they've been getting their v- trailer reveals. Like um, Ragnarok, we had Goth R- Ragnarok. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's going to be the biggest one, right? God of War Ragnarok, the conclusion I to the series. Okay, and this is me. I didn't even know that. You know what, what? I mean? I didn't know. It, it, I didn't know it got a trailer release. Oh, I think I think the trailer release was a couple of Silent... weeks ago. Um, but the actual game itself yeah, is no, releasing no. in like less than a month. Pretty sure it's less than a month. Yeah, I got to fact check gonna myself be now. Pretty fun. You should go fact yourself on Gamesplain. Get the Gamesplaining guy to explain it to you. Um, he might be able to... I hear he's really good. You should you should all subscribe. I heard he was a prick. How dare you. <laughs> but I saw the Gotham Knights oh my trailer. God, it's like two weeks Oh my away. God, two weeks. I'm not going to have any life. <laughs> Gotham Knights did look really good. I also did coverage of that back when they released the exclusive gameplay to IGN. Oh, I'm jealous. Like, it just seems to be one of those games where I'm like, yes, get me multiplayer. Because... I'm I'm okay. I'm not a fan of like competitive multiplayer. I've always been a co-op player, even when it comes to board games. Same. There's just nothing better than, you know, being an absolute beast with your mates and just wrecking stuff. That's it, because then everyone feels good. Yeah, I want to be Robin. You know, it's sure Nightwing, Batgirl, and the Red Hood. They're awesome, but sorry, Tim Drake is the best out there. Fight me. <laughs> Promises, promises. And yeah, we also had the announcement trailer of uh, Silent Hill F. I don't know whether you've seen that. I, I As much as I cover the horrors because they're there, I don't touch them after that. Oh, that you're just not a horror, horror, horror play? play? The, the, the sort of whole horror genre really uh, triggers my ASD, so it's just like, I, I don't touch it sort of reading movies, games, anything. Well, that's fair. Oh. Okay, no, that's fair. It's, uh... Learn something about Wombat. <laughs> 
I know I'm not meant to be laughing. I'm laughing with you, Wombat. But, you know, horror is that wonderful idea. As, as a friend of X amount of years, you are welcome to laugh when I make a joke. Oh, that was a joke. I thought you were being serious. Oh, no, no, well, I am. But, you know, it's all in good jest because we're on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We can be pretend that, like, we hate each other. No, 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 no. We can't <laughs> but, yeah, no, horror is one of those... Horror is one of those uh, mediums that I think is actually really, really good. Uh, I, w- I was listening to a podcast, Pros and Cons, uh, and they talk about writing for horror, well, just writing in general, but they were going through a deep dive of like writing for horror and how there is this wonderful idea that horror for like kids and young adults is actually just a really, really good place to to feel emotions that you know you're going to experience within the world as you grow up, but in more of like a consensual environment, like you're going to be able to feel these yeah. things before you actively experience them. Um, because the reality is you will experience them in life, unfortunately, I can say. Um, and it's good to have a medium that people enjoy that they can do that through, even if, you know, it doesn't work for everyone. But even on the other side of it, I think it's also really good as filmmakers because it, it's generally one of those cheaper genres that we can just sort of make on the lower end. Yeah. Speaking of the opposite of Lower End, have you seen the trailer, the newer trailer for Black Adam? And, well, actually, it's because it's Black Adam is out, right? Or am I going crazy? Black Adam is out as of this recording. As of this recording, which, you know, is pretty fun. And I'm going to go, but again, this is the idea of trying to make something that is meant to be violent PG. Is it PG? I haven't actually seen the rating. Like, I assume it's a PG-13. But it's DC. They, they did push a few things. They did push a few things, but this is, the, again, this comes down to a similar thing with The Rock. Um, the way his contracts work and how he's perceived, he's got a very good publicity team, right? Um, if you take a look... Look, he does, but he has done the R-rated films before. Oh, no, there's not to say that's the case, but that was early in his career was he doing the R-rated film. Because I remember, what was it, uh, Walking Tall and a few others, he just... I think his most recent one was Pain and Gain, which might be around 2013, 2015, I want to say. I think that's the last time he did an R-rated. Yeah, 2013 it was. And, like, that was um, that was Michael Bay, wasn't it? That was, like, one of the few... That was Bayhem. <laughs> Mind you, that wasn't a very Bayhem-y Michael Bay film. No, I didn't think it had enough explosions for that. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely didn't know it was a Michael Bay film. Oh, really? I mean, obviously, once I looked it up, but, like, watching it and just remembering it, I don't remember as, oh, yes, that's a Michael Bay film. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, there's actually some Michael Bay films out there that are really surprising. Like, I think everyone's been going off about um, Ambulance. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, people are. That is trending at some point. Yeah, and, like, that's it's a remake, obviously. It was a remake of a Danish film uh, from about 20, oh, not, yeah, 2005. Can you imagine saying that? <laughs> 2005. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, there was some, now 2005. I like it. There were just some interesting Michael Bay films. Like, I mean, we're going down that rabbit hole now. Of I was watching The Rock, like not not the actor, but the actual film. Um, <laughs> I, I know that that's going to get really confusing now. these days. Is eventually you're going to be talking about The Rock. It's like the movie, the object, or the person. Connery or Johnson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Connery. But I love how that's like a secret James or Bond Geo film. Dude. Sorry, I completely missed you because I was t- making a Pokemon joke. Oh, God. Yeah, or the Brock, the Rock, Johnson. <laughs> uh, no, no, that uh, The Rock, the movie, is actually a secret James Bond film. It's not actually that far off. It's... What was the one? He, I think it was Never Say Never was his, like, I look, um, you know, 70, but I'm back to James Bond. <laughs> That's... It was just a wonderful... Yeah. 
thing because I remember like it's just you know a wonderful it's... word for it. It's probably not where I'm going with it, but you know what? Not each their own. Wonderful in the theory, you know what I mean? Like sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I can get into fan theories. Other times I am like, oh god, get it away from me. But this one is just fun. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> could you imagine if like Michael Bay just went back and said, yes, yes, it actually is. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. An American making a Bond film, I feel like it would never fly. True. He could say it's unofficially an Indiana Jones film. Like, this is what Indy's father was up to before um, <laughs> The Last Crusade. Um, I Because hate... Indy is just the, the American love child of James Bond. The producers have said that. Yeah, but here's the problem is that James Bond was kind of around after Indy. Indy was mid-30s, basically in the 30s. So if anything, James Bond is the child of Indiana Jones, perhaps? You're, you're, you're talking movie timeline. I'm talking production timeline. Oh, in that sense. Don't throw that the way... Ugh. Well, okay. Well, why would I want to be consistent? It would make your job easy. <laughs> and we all know the viewers like to watch you work. Watch me or hear me work for it and just hear me crying in a corner. No, what I'm I'm sticking with it. This is now going to become an audio-visual podcast. There will be uh, videos going up at some point. We will get there, I promise. It's just <laughs> whenever we have guests more than anything else, um, which I think is going to be fun. Um, I do have our next guest lined up, which is going to be a lot of fun. We are going to be talking now. What's have... really exciting about that is I don't even know who this is. No, this is great. This is this is what happens when you're a producer, folks. You do things that the talent don't know about <laughs> at all. You say that great. like we're not co-producing. Uh, excuse you're me? just doing more producing than I am right now. <laughs> I'm allowed to take control if I need, because what are you going to do? Seriously. Uh, I'm I'm going to do my job and not realize you've done anything, which I think is exactly why you're doing it. Exactly, I'm going to jump. Uh, no, honestly, on. I'm I'm really excited. Well, uh, but folks, you if, if you do want us to um, hang on, sorry, just folks, if you if you do want to sort of see the the video version, I, I think that's something we could actually arrange for the interview. So let us know either on uh, on Twitter or uh, you know what, yeah, on Twitter. On are Twitter. you active on there nowadays? We've got in we've got our Instagram back up. We've also got our Facebook page, which we will link in the description. But Wombat, I do want you to get across, um, uh, 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 why have I had a complete and utter mind blank on House of the Dragon? No, 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 keep going, keep going. This is entertaining. House of Dragon, no. Um, do, do I need to catch up before our interview? This will tell me who it is, but either way, do I need to, do I need to catch up before our next interview, or no, is that no, no, not no. that will, interview? We will discuss House of the Dragon with them, um, and... But it's not, not specifically the, the Westeros... Are we going to go to Westeros and have an interview? No, no, but I remember when you said one of the guests lined up, we were going to like talk all things yes, Game of no, Thrones. Yes, no, that is the one. Oh, okay, that okay, okay. Absolutely um, the one. If, give me the date. I'll make sure I'm across House of Dragon, and I'll I'll brush up on my Game of Thrones. I only binged it, was it nine months ago, so I'm, I'm pretty good You're on You're good on the eight seasons. seasons. That's great. Well, get across House of the Dragon. You just take an hour a day, and you'll be absolutely fine. No, more likely I'll start one at like 9 p.m. when I've got like a 6 a.m. wake up and I'll just watch it through and my alarm will go off and I'll panic and just like have a day full of caffeine or something. That can't be good for your anxiety. Or anything That's else insane. I have. Okay. Well, I think we're going to leave it there, folks. It is absolutely boiling in the booth. If I don't get some water, I'm going to be a husk <laughs> of myself. So we are going to leave it there, folks. I'm Cricket.
I'm Wombat. Thank you very much for listening. I almost said watching, but hopefully watching next time. Uh, and you'll hear us next time. The following podcast is a co-production of Fawcett Fictions and Wombat Poo Productions. You can follow us on all our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now we have a YouTube for any of our wonderful videos that we put up whenever we're recording with our lovely guests. Don't forget to rate us on RSS, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you get them. Subscribe, and also tell your friends about us. We love doing what we do, and love that you guys listen to us. So hey, we'll see you next time.